Hi. Welcome to Honesty in the is the best policy hour. Honesty is maybe the worst policy. It's one of the worst policies. It's like the the policy of honesty. It gets really political. Um honesty that's the best rules. That's like the best government. Honesty that's one of the best policies um around. I wonder who polices honesty. They better have some pretty good police. The honesty police. The honesty police, they better be pretty good at their job because they really have to hold people to like it is currently time to be honest. You're especially like especially in your um under the palm hands within the hands of the law under the palm within the hands um the the legal team the legal resources of honesty if you're the honesty police you'd really uh you really have a lot of work to do you better figure out um because people lie overall uh in general altogether it was understood that People do lie, and it has happened. It has happened before. Um, one person lies, and then you just get a whole herd of liars. Maybe it's contagious. Like, you grow, you hang out with liars, and then you become one. I guess that must be what happens. Or, like, you seek out lying. People can... Um, People like to be around people that are lying, but it's kind of subjective what you'd call a lie, but it's like illegal. It makes, tries to make, legality tries to make it obvious what is a lie. They're like, well, we do need rules so that then it can be obvious when somebody lied as opposed to that they told the truth. That is not part of it in reality. Not my reality. I don't know what I'm supposed to do about legalism. You're like, well, I can't really be against the law because the world is probably just going to be operating by laws as far as as long as I'm alive. And um, there's really only so much I could do. But I can dream. I can hope. I can have fun. Like, uh, it's just that strict adherence to the law. That's for law followers. But the law makes it so that you're, or they're like, well, we need to know when something's a lie and when it isn't. That's what the law needs to do. That's what they figure out. That's what they're, they're, they're like, now once it does this, then it's a lie. It's just that, uh, what if we lived in a world where people didn't care if you lied or they valued it? Shh they should consider that but it's probably going to move towards that it's just that there are people like you can't ignore that culture forever that community of people you can't ignore them forever the liars people who seek out lying friends or like because there's some groups of people like some it's just that you're maybe an honest person or you're a liar but you might seek out liars if you already are a liar um but if you're an honest guy you're going to try to seek out honest people to make friends with and spouses and whatever. 
Uh, it's just like it's a matter of characteristics. I'm not saying that one is better than the other. That's what he. That's what this podcast is about. It's the I'm not saying one is better than the other podcast. It's like good is evil and evil is good. It's some things are positive, some things are negative. But I mean, I would I prefer positivity. But I wonder. My I just wonder whether or not uh, people admit it enough when when they are negative people or they realize that they are that. But people would maybe someone would say that I was negative, and that's just that's just a judgment. That's just an image that comes back to you like that's just feedback or potential data and it's really like an image only says so much like somebody said that i was negative it's just such like unlimited like from one person out of billions and billions of people that live one person tells you one thing about yourself and like if you just don't collect enough data then you would be inclined to like uh, make a bigger deal out of whatever somebody was calling you if you didn't hear enough things from everybody else around you, then you would probably just stick with the couple things that you did hear. And so it's like, um, <clears throat> people's words affect you, people's judgments affect you because you do have to listen to what other people are telling you about yourself because you can't see what you're doing. But also there's like not even, it's not like they're right. And it's just limited to listen to any one of them. I don't, uh, I don't prefer when noises get made in response to just me making noises. I don't really, I don't, uh, just from whoever it is, don't really like my dog that much all of the time. He's fine. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's just that like, if I wanted to talk about him, uh, all that he cares about is um, being seen, and I don't like that. Why would I want to live with a thing that did that all of the time? That it's ridiculous, like time constraints that we put on this. Like, why do why do people think they can have relationships with dogs? Um, I don't I don't really understand. And, but really, um, why should they, why should they think that? I think it's like, it's ridiculous that I'm around this dog five days of a working week and then the weekend comes and oh, what do you know? The fucking dog is going to be here the entire day. Why do people put up with this bullshit? Can somebody explain it to me? And like, and everybody acts like it's the greatest thing on earth when it isn't. There's no way that it's like that for everybody. I don't know what the fuck is the deal with the conspiracy of making sure that we're all saying very positive things about this dumb, about this animal that for whatever reason leeches its way into our lives. God. It's like I could never, it's just a never ending well of negative things that I could say about dogs and having one. And um, it's just for, it's just a negative way of looking at things. But certain things inspire negativity inside me. And I can't, I can't get rid of those. Um, 
why why would i and uh, like don't it's not uh it's not that being sad or like being happy is better than being sad so it's of course there are, of course it is it's more sad to talk about negativity or be negative but even if you start to say that something is sad in a genuine way people are uncomfortable with that you kind of have to pretend that something's sad because if you're really talking about that something is sad then it gets kind of sad like uh like if you were really behind any behind the emotional relationship between the word sad and like what you're supposed to feel when you're talking about it like uh there's probably some words that when you talk about them then they just bring on the emotional aspect or but i would say that it's a little bit dishonest to be totally disassociated with the word, like display no emotion at all for something that you're talking about. And even to the point of, even to the point of saying a word and then when that, like that word should, like specific words should be, should bring up uh, specific emotional reactions. Um, Definitely the people in the apartments around me don't like it when I talk full volume for an hour because they get real antsy and it makes me nauseous that people are so uh, fucking impatient and self-absorbed that they think that no, that whatever, that, that they would think that they would have any control over what I do. It's so fucking dumb when people fucking say that they just get to decide things like out in public, like when anybody comes up with a set of rules that you're supposed to do out in public, um, it's a different, totally different thing when in private I have, I mean, I'm just paranoid. I don't know that they make noises because of me. I'm a paranoid person, always been that way. And, um, Oh no, they might just be having a good time. Let me let me listen for a minute. No, I'm not a weirdo at all. I'm not paranoid at all. I'm totally just like I'm a normal guy and uh I just like carry on my life. I don't even pay attention to anything. And like most things I actually don't pay attention to, but for some reason it's it's something I bring on myself like uh an excuse to get me out of saying what I want to or uh, like blaming blaming things on other people or my circumstances. That's what I'm getting into. It's like I'm looking for a way out or something. I got to blame, got to blame other people. Like they're trying to make me stop talking. It's, it's all in, it's all in my head, but um, sets of laws. And, and it's like, I'm just battle waves of negativity that come in with, positivity and then when I feel more positive then I say more words in a shorter duration of time and uh, we're, t- we're talking here about something like frequency and then if you don't like the higher your energy output the higher your frequency like that's what a gamma ray is for but a radio like a gamma ray is such a high hot much higher frequency than like a radio wave and so when radio waves go through the air they don't like blast through you and kill you I don't know maybe a gamma ray would no matter what it is in any scenario would kill you if it went through you 
but people have to come up with some set of rules for out in public. It's just that there's different, like there's different ways of going about it. Like it used to be, um, I feel like liberalism is the new medium through which you get to govern other people out in public as if like, if there is a, if there's something you're allowed to stand by and invoke like a set of rules that makes it so that you get to tell other people what to do, uh, just, um, just out in public, even though in reality, of course, you don't get to tell them what to do. But there's always like, uh, I mean, there's always some something in the air in terms of rules. One of like liberalism is the new way of doing that, where there's all this that people are uh, think that they're supposed to do, like all this that humans presume that they're supposed to do to uphold and respect each other, like all these unwritten rules, like the new unwritten rules, like way of carrying out uh telling other passive aggressively telling other people to do social things or just people being controlling or actually saying something that's like oh you can't do this um anything like people that still want it to be that you can't smoke weed in public they will make it so that um they're gonna make it so that they have a way to tell you to not even though it's like it's too late for that liberalism is sort of the new way to do that like oh human decency and like it's the new way of saying oh humans all need to be decent and carry out like common sense even though there isn't anything there isn't anything you can do about uh outliers that wouldn't like like you don't there's nothing you can do about people that don't follow unwritten rules and they're like are not going to listen to other people especially like little comments like the way that you get to make little comments and and in your brain be ahead be above everybody around you now is liberalism it used to be uh some it used to be like uh republicans it used to be conservative christians but then christians became liberals uh, I would say is sort of what happened. Like mainstream Christianity became very liberal. Um, I've seen it. I've been watching it happen. I watch it happen to people at my college. Like they turned liberal and it was disgusting. And um, the evils that befell the university when the students, like the fervency of liberalism was stirred up in their hearts so that a fire burned forth uh, into the world, uh, but like that's whatever university is saying is happening at their university. Like we're lighting a flame that's burning forward, so forest lighting forest fires on the west coast. That's what they say at uh, west coast ones. We are. This is the spark that lights the torch, um, and and the global imp impact will be a glowing light that shines round because we're international. And we're a universe, university. Universities, like, it really is pretty universal, isn't it? Because every one of them is going to, like, try to say that we have grad students in every place that's ever been seen by any human mind, including the moon, including we have pictures of Mars. We have, yeah, like, like Texas A&M has students that li are living on Mars right now. That's how international they are. But that's every university. So same with Boston College, like they just, they have grad students in every s province in Canada and um, every planet, including Jupiter, and Jupiter doesn't even have, um, it's just made of gas, so...
I'm like, pretty fucking stupid of them. They probably should have rethought that. Hey, oh, look at us. We're Jupiter. I guess that's why where that rhyme comes from, that it rhymes with stupider. I guess that that is why. It's because it's just made of gas. You can't even go in there, really. And you'd have to be really stupid to be in there, like uh, to head to there. It's not much of a destination, um, for one. It's also really far away, like that you would go try to vacation in Jupiter. I don't think so. And their tourism board is just straight propaganda. And you really shouldn't pay attention to it. But it's like, uh, it's almost completely bullshit, like, that anybody would try to go there. My friend was thinking about it. And because her boyfriend convinced her uh, that it would be cool. But I was like, oh, I can't believe people still think that. That it'd be cool to be in, it'd be cool to go and be within Jupiter in its atmosphere when everybody is known, like there's just so much ignorance around it. People willingly ignore it. Uh, there's just so much ignorance that you're going to ignore, like that the atmosphere of Jupiter is minus 300 degrees Celsius all the time or whatever. People still like to think, oh, it's cool. Like, oh yeah, would it be cool when you were frozen and you overdosed on the atmosphere in Jupiter. Would that be cool when all your friends and family had to bury you? Um, because everyone always acts like, let's go there. Like it's a destination makes me. And, but it's because of stereotypes like Jupiter is makes you stupider and, it's like just willing ignorance at that point when you see, but when you see that it's uh, gets gets to that point. But people need some laws that they need to enact. But it's it's kind of like liberals. Um, they started to be able to call them liberals, and uh, they started to call them that. It's kind of like in the year two thousand, everybody was calling those things just Republican and Democrat, and then by the year two thousand eight things have would have evolved and we're like especially by 2012 when we're using liberal and conservative as adjectives for these groups of people but then by 2016 and especially by by 2020 now the adjectives that you're using because people are just saying conservatives are republicans like conservative is an adjective for republican Liberal is a sort of adjective for Democrat. And by 2020, it had all, it's like almost evolved that we're just calling them the noun where the adjective has taken over property of the entire group of people because now we, we gradually start to use it as a noun to describe these things where like in 2000, we didn't really, at least not as much, not, not very much, but, um, Really what happens is you can see it in the 2016 election when Donald Trump won all the Rust Belt states that uh, he got a lot of the working class and the working class used to be Democrats generally like labor unions and um, like all of those working class people used to be identified to the Democratic Party but... It is interesting that as time evolved, we started to call Democrats liberals and 
what happens is you have to that's an that's an evolution and now that group of people is under the borders of a new territory and uh the definition that's describing them so they actually lose something in the transformation from democrat to liberal uh they gain something and they lose something because you have to it's it's both of those because they changed to become something else so they lost some territory somewhere and then they gained other territory but it plays out across the entire country like they gain some groups of people or some population here and they lose some population here and this happens over time this happens election over election as different states flip to red and blue uh based on uh a reflection of the parties that they're voting for and what fan bases the parties have at that moment in time and an electoral map every four years is a different snapshot of uh territory that in uh people population that uh both republicans and democrats had there's like uh there's coyotes and there's coyotes making noise behind me i think uh unless they're just like the woods are right behind me and i think that there's a bunch of coyotes howling so no big deal just pretty cool place where i got where there's uh it's not just me it's me and the coyotes um i mean the coyotes pretty good band that i would maybe start but probably won't uh me and the coyote me and the coyotes you can't really put me into a band name um like it try to put an adjective and then the word me for any band name and they all sound uh really bad like adventurous me and then you're that band and then you go up and you're like hi we're adventurous me (laughs) or it's just you what about sassy me do you think that that's a good band name hi we're sassy me and then you have to perform as that like that's a lot to live up to you better be really good because otherwise everyone be like what the fuck that is not acceptable you actually thought you were sassy but you weren't or like how do you how do you tell people that you're sassy and then you like up front and then you have to make good on that the only thing the only things that you can make good on that you're like i'm this are the things that you actually are so you better be sassy if you're like i'm sassy me you call yourself that hey it's me sassy me do you time to get sassy that's what you bring to the party. It's sassy me. Oh, my friend sassy me is coming to the party. Sa- oh, sassy me's coming? Is sassy me going to be there? I don't know. Like, for some reason that you, like, uh, I go, somebody goes by that, or this is me playing this character, I guess that that's probably funnier, right? I go to parties as sassy me and um, just show up. It's like, it's not really a gimmick, but it's kind of more like, uh, gift that I give. It's kind of more like a blessing that I share. It's one of my gifts. And, um, because like God gave me the dream to be that for people so that they could see it, but only to spread love so that, um, there could be more love in people's hearts. And so I go to, uh, parties and I'm like, it's sassy me or, uh, adventurous me. Um, it's indigenous it's uh solid me 
solid me solid this is like uh i apologize for the stupidity of whatever i'm describing i'm just describing a world where um people go as characters to things because they already do that but they're only ever their name the entire time like people show up to embarrassing events uh, but as themselves uh, they like people will go to something that they know is embarrassing and they won't even change their name beforehand. But then they go as themselves. And then what does that mean? That means that you as a participant in life are now going to this, like if you went to Shrek on ice or whatever it is that they have for that, if you went to the Shrek, the musical, um, I hope that they made Shrek on Ice because that's even stupider than Shrek the Musical. Like, you, people go to that and they don't, they go as themselves. They don't even go unironically. They, like, show up with smiles on their faces, like, excited to see it. They're like, we cannot rest until we see a man pretending, like, a real man dressed in slime pretending to be an ogre singing and dancing in front of us and it's like it's not even a couple people that are doing this they're like selling out arenas and people still go and vote for trump and they think that he can make america great again it's like well but you know that there's this like touring shrek the musical right and people go unironically just as their own name and they're like uh tons of people are showing up and like this is really you don't need to go to the polls because it's kind of um it's kind of over but it's i'm just uh i'm just making political jargon um mostly mostly just political jargon here but what i'm saying is that liberals when they became did, 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 I mean, Democrats, when they became liberals, when did, did, did Democrats became little liberals, little, you can't really do that with L because then it just becomes lil. Um, it's interesting that by the year 2016, we're starting to call the Democrats liberals, or that's at least starting to take hold more and more. And I would say that they lose the working class as this happens. Working class are democratic. But democratic is a word for common people and working class people are blue collar or like that's more how they identify themselves. They're the working class. They're the common man. Like they're the backbone of the country. And that does apply when they're identifying with the Democratic Party, the working class. And it's kind of 2016 when Trump wins all of them to for the right. They just kind of end up falling in the conservative category at the point that the phraseology switches to liberal conservative because it's like liberal describes like liberty or freedom and working class doesn't really know liberty that much uh like they are they're more in slavery or something they don't they like liberty and words like that don't really describe them anymore not that it's like oh so conservative does i don't really know but they they switched over to the conservative party and started identifying with that at the point that the democratic party became about liberty because working class people in real life don't deal in liberty and freedom as much as 
the people who aren't like resigned to being in the working class because work like 40 hour work week in the industries that they're in is like more a lot more labor intensive it's a lot closer to uh like slavery or something than uh other things than being very wealthy there are levels of slavery but that's why they're always like there is slavery never ended now the now black people are in, enslaved to like the new plantation is welfare or whatever it is you know um whatever that whatever happens with that and uh just relative there's relative levels of slave 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 slavery it's almost like you can't say the word slavery because because don't talk about slavery i don't know probably not you can talk you can talk about it it's not that scary to say slavery i've said it before multiple times but the prison system is maybe one of those things that we're it's way too harsh and i i feel like prisons are a little bit otherworldly where you do enough wrong and then you just go in this weird house where you're totally separate from everybody that you knew and then you're just stuck in there and the point is all of those things the point is that that would be the worst like it's like torture or something uh that would be the worst thing you're well we're gonna put you in the place where we cut you off like isolation it's it's pretty um it's really on the nose like capturing people and then making it so that they're completely hidden when they do the worst things it's like putting them all well we're gonna throw you all in this pit or like this house where that goes where now we can't see you you're hidden because that would be the worst thing for you it's like it's torture it's just that i look at things like that and that is why i think the people get more intelligent or they get better over time uh quality of life improves over time because the way that they used to torture people used to be a lot worse for prisoners like a thousand years ago like things just used to be more harsh and more physical with punishment stuff like that because we were and some of it is just that we were stupid and thought that it was okay to do that or we weren't looking at people and being like oh they would really hate to be tortured like it's like at a time like that like a thousand years ago when we're putting people on the stretching racks to stretch out their limbs or whatever like all they have all kinds of different torture methods across different cultures that are way crazier than what we're doing now and so it seems like people get more humane over time um but they're like uh forget the point i was making but it's it's just like uh prison prison happens relatively i think that as long as we're talking about police reform where it's not really evident how you would be able to drastically reform police because it would be appear evident that you need them in society but in the same with prisons people should talk about prison reform or that we we need to come up with a prison system where things are more temporary than it is this permanent giant uh permanent thing for time and location for that you'll do i think that things they it should be more temporary because that's more rational it's just like i'd say it goes more in the direction of archaic things like torture chambers and whatever when it's like this harsh like this idealistic 
an image of uh, something that's terrible, something that you wouldn't want to have happen. It's not as bad as torture, but I think that that's just because we've gotten smarter. But like prisons is a new the new way that we divert the that energy that we used to divert it through these worser things. But I think we get more intelligent and we come up with more words and mediums through which to divert our energy. So it doesn't have to be um, all uh, conglomerated into one space. Like, uh, like we used to have, we had, we used to have fewer ways of governing people or politics itself. Uh, where politics is just like governances or even borders between city, state, village, household. Like uh, the specification of definition just for governance um, and politics makes it so that there's actually a lot of ways to torture people now. But we got to, we became smarter. So it's like, um, but I'm just referring to a principle that when we first discover things or it's like we just had a more generalized view of torturing people and um i i don't know or just of anger itself or it's just more like people are just more like monkeys where they're just gonna like if something happens that they don't like they're gonna hit you over the head like that's more torturing or they like people are just taking their anger out of their frustration and it's not very intelligent because they're just like i'm gonna torture you in the worst way because you made me mad so it's like it's just stupider but um there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to govern, but like uh, the the prison system, there's lots of ways of uh, giving penalties to people, and now we do a lot of it through money and ca charging people for things. That that way, it's like that's another way in which we've gotten smarter. Probably is that uh, more crimes are just paid off by the person who committed them or it's like the government just sees it as well we can benefit from people's crimes and not that i i mean i'm sure that they've charged people through the ages but what i'm just referring to that there are a lot of different ways of governing it like there's so many different rules we see in because there's so many governances there's so many polities like city town state and overlapping rules there's lots of ways of uh, there's lots of ways of incriminating people. That entire thing should be reformed, but like uh, just that there's lots of there's so many rules to say so many different things are wrong. And I'm just saying that we've come up with very many more specified ways, derivatives, uh, more just more specified ways of punishing people or. Um, and so like the energy for that it gets more diverted through all these different pathways but i'm just talking about that that happens for like everything that when we first discover it there's only a very little amount of data about it and you you're just like uh it's a stigmatized uh ignorant relationship that you would have to the things that you have not seen that much haven't experienced that much and don't have that much data on but that's like everything that we uncover whether it be a new word or a new scientific discovery, like a new element or anything, 
uh, we know the least about it when we first see it. And when we first see it, there's only like one image of it or two. The same with like looking at black holes or something. We're pretty ignorant to it because we don't know what goes on because we haven't been in one. We have like an image of it. And basically over time, we just break down the image into all of these derivatives. But it's kind of like taking the energy that for the entire field and then it gets diversified into all these different pathways but like because then you can come up with different fields of research within black holes and uh it's like uh but all of the derivatives that are created say something about the initial power that the thing held but i guess you don't really know what's if black holes have the greatest future ever we come to say that actually nebulous clouds are more important or something dumb like that you know like it's not like like black holes is trendy now it's popular and it might be the case that black holes are not interesting at all and the only reason and so there's a lot of ignorance and that's the only reason why there is a community of people around black holes is because people don't realize the truth that they're actually vapid or something not interesting and but like if we knew more about it then I mean, probably if we knew more about it, there actually would be more people, but at least, but I'm just saying like thousands and thousands of years into the future, when, when we know the in and out of a black hole, then it won't have any value for like money. It won't have any relevance, but it has a lot of relevance now because of its potential, because we don't know. I'm, I'm saying a few different things, but that aren't, they don't all go together for all the everything I just said in like the last three minutes. It's all true though. Um, yeah, like it, there's relatively prisons and every everything is relatively prison. Like your house that you live in is prison. Going to school is prison, it's a sentence. It's just, it's not as harsh as prison. And that's what prison is there. But there, there's lots of ways of being in stuck in something. It's every like being in boxes or or whatever. But prison is the epitome of being stuck in a box, and it's like the culture of that is uh, different from the culture of a bar. And you kind of have to act a certain way in a bar, and. Um, and depending on how much you want to get into it. Yeah, so like why don't people be uh why don't people be a character? So I was saying like people go yeah, people go as themselves to the thing. Their entire lives. But like why don't you go why don't we live in a world where you're just like I'm this uh character for uh you could be that. Like, and I'm just talking about something like artistic, um, the way that things get artistic, it wouldn't be that surprising if in 50 years, that is the world that people lived in because like people realize that, oh, we're just playing characters all the time. And, but, um, it's, it's true though, because you see that this is happening with the, uh, identities of people where people are just like, I'm a furry or anything, or you love horses or you like um people's elbows or whatever and then that's what you are 
but like that every everyone just identifies as any gender or any like oh you can identify the uh whatever d- diversification of identi- identifying yourself and why would this not extend to identifying yourself at a different every like day every every occasion you go to like oh i identify as this why wouldn't that extend to um identifying yourself differently at different times like why would why the bias towards uh space like why the bias towards space like lateral where you can be a different thing like i identify as all these any one of these different characters or animated things or fictional things or whatever or the genders or anything all of these different ways of identifying yourself that would that are just kind of like different definitions but then you why you don't need to be biased towards that because you can also do it and say i am different like why wouldn't you give yourself the ability to identify a thousand times like i'm a new thing every five minutes and also it would extend to this and then people would start doing it where they're just like because you sort of are different all the time and you change all the time but like if people went really crazy they got more artistic like the way that elon musk or grimes live where they're just like well this like the more uh, the way that it isn't supposed to go the better so like the more artistic the better basically because the world would say you can't just shoot a bunch of whatever satellites into space and like recreate the internet um but they're just like yeah well of course you can because whatever we're naming our kid whatever and like just being crazy whatever as crazy as you can get why would the world not go in this crazy direction but that's always what old people hate about what young people are doing is that they're too they're doing the things that they prohibited the most like kids are always doing the like fashion is always going in the direction of the thing you're not supposed to do and so why would things not get so crazy that we're like oh i'm this guy at the party i don't i don't want to be sassy me i don't really i don't want to not in real life i'll show up and be like yeah i'm mac miller or something like that because like white people and then my name starts with an m and then all those white rappers are uh like yeah because that's why mac my first name is matt that's why i said it but for some reason all the white rappers are have m names mac miller mac lamore eminem machine gun kelly is there another one think to yourself what like why they're all why they're all white or all um can you explain that to me do you know the logic of that for which that sentence from at for out of from the what it was saying the logic of that sentence um i've heard some i've heard it said before that oh i listened to your podcast and it sounded like you were high the whole time for one of the episodes apparently that somebody listened to and i really don't like that's very rude that's (laughs) that's extremely rude i would not want that said like i i'm just saying that 
it might be thought of that I would like to hear that or something. That's just, I find that rude. But it's, it's fine. I don't need that. I don't really need that, like, feedback. I don't think. I don't think you need to tell me that. That doesn't do doesn't do anything because okay great i am always only i'm like a burning inferno of burning constructive criticism construction materials are constantly burning in the furnace of my mind as i hear them like i i'm an insatiable furnace consuming only constructive criticism that's what i'm built on and so it just pains the bottom of my heart to hear criticism that isn't constructive. Actually, though, like criticism that isn't constructive is probably much better criticism like than the critic is doing their job. Uh, you know, constructive criticism, that's a myth because um, it's barely criticism at the point that it's constructive. Like, a critic should be seen as a negative figure that's spewing criticism into the world. Uh, criticism comes from critics. Like, if they're really going to criticize you, then... Like, it has to mean something to criticize somebody, but that's the problem with the world that we live in. Is that criticism just is at every level and is so hidden and passive-aggressive, like cancel culture. And that cancel culture is difficult to define or pin down. Um, cancel culture is just the work of critics, but it's like the new, it's just kind of an evolution of criticism, canceling, where it's, uh, I mean, that one's kind of worse, right? Than being critical, but maybe it's just that criticism is passe now, like criticism is dying or being critical and it died when everybody got to be a critic on YouTube and leave YouTube comments and like just a over inundation of criticism in all of the comment sections that we can read. And now it's kind of like we're overusing the resource of criticism. Uh, like we're, and um, I mean, or we're just kind of burning through the, the energy of that word. We're burning through what it has available and like by talking about it or like by exchanging in it by using it a lot and it causes us maybe to look for alternatives after a certain amount of time um especially when it's just free to make an alternative we can discard criticism as a tool as soon as we want to as people throw it away like it's trash and stop using it as a word if we wanted to uh, because it's not like we have this emotional attachment to it. And so the it's like this the, the free market of ideas uh, is a good way, of, uh, probably a more optimal way of describing the free market of ideas is just words themselves. And that it's like words become popular and then that says a certain thing about culture. And sometimes you can look to the word. Like maybe canceling is a new it's just kind of what criticism is now because of uh we were like there but there are words that we're like using them up a lot 
and the onion had this video once about that we were using up miley cyrus as like she is this commodity and the onion video is like uh we like it's irregularly high the levels at which we are using up uh like the miley cyrus energy and that she's just gonna do but they pretty much predicted her her future or it's like it was kind of right at the time maybe where she was starting to do some crazy things and the onion was saying that she's just gonna like like fall off the map like child stars do or that we're like burning through her the usage of it way too quickly and um it's kind of like that but you but a culture does do that with celebrities and some at a faster rate than others and we do that with some words like words are fads where they can be or they could just be in use for a year and then they're out of use and then you don't hear them ever again like they spike like they're quick fads sometimes but because the energy is such that we burn through it at so fast a rate like the island boys is uh all that is is just one very quick spike up and then then back down like uh, uh, I'll get ahead of myself now and say I could be wrong. Maybe they're, like, the most talented people on Earth, the Island Boys. And they come back in, like, a year from now with something that you've never thought they could do. Obviously, they would have to change it up completely where they weren't talking about islands anymore if they really want to evolve. Like, if they really have, if really they have more depth of character than what you'd think. So I'm not saying their careers are over, but it's like, they're, they, they, it should be that this is almost like a Rebecca Black situation. It's like, that's, uh, that's obviously the thing you'll be known for the most, but it's like uh, identifiability and um, it's kind of weird because like they would have been asking for the fame, but it's like, uh, be careful what you wish for if it's a spike that happens that quickly. Not that, I mean, maybe they're grateful for what happened or what like or they don't care i don't i don't know but there it's just like oh we burn through whatever is valuable about that but it's like um it's like data like we we need to consume something and we are on the internet and the internet is like this inferno that feeds us all of this data that we're like alongside the way that we have to consume food we have to consume or or we are anyway we're like this in insatiable furnace uh, consuming information from the internet and like we need people like the island boys and that that uh, helps uh, mitigate the situation or it's like that feeds some people for a short period of time like that that was a nice contribution the island boys like you fed the entire world for an hour or something so we did need that hour it's like people are kind of just filling up space in that way filling up time uh, where it's like at certain times someone will need to be will need to rise up for other people to consume the content. Um, somebody will need to say something or else the feeding frenzy. But I I I guess it doesn't have to be that way where we're like oh it's so dependent on the internet. But it's just it's like it's like technology and a direction we're headed that we can't escape from. And it's only getting worse. We're only getting more data centric. Like we're only making shorter and shorter videos and increasing our ability to perceive 
frequency itself like rate of like within an hour we can watch so many more videos that are self-contained stories like tiktoks uh in the course of an hour versus youtube now we can at a much faster frequency watch these videos but it's like a way that says something about our perception of time itself it influences the way we perceive time where time is only just a perception because it doesn't exist as any specific thing it doesn't exist absolutely it's just the way that we perceive it and really our perception of time is speeding up with our uh consuming tiktoks versus youtube but then like youtube versus just when we had cable tv uh the frequency in this like the data rate is increasing and it's only getting worse and we're only just getting more and so like where uh like uh our need for data or the need for content is probably only increasing like that's probably just becoming more valuable I don't know that that's for certain like content in and of itself maybe it's becoming more valuable just because you can watch tommy boy over and over and over again if you wanted to that movie because it's just available forever now but when they made it they were like oh this will go to this will go to the theaters and then it'll go to dvd i mean then it'll go to vhs and then uh whatever then people forget about it but like everything that gets made is just viewable by everybody forever but it's it's in it's it has to do with immutability and um that we become we become more immutable in certain an area but like when you make something and then it's on the internet it's it is immutable like it can be taken down so it's not all the way immutable like it a word like immutable is kind of more absolute and so it's more difficult to conceptualize that it exists relatively like relatively immutable because immutable is supposed to be unchangeable but it's just things are relatively unchanging uh yeah like maybe unchanging is something that people should think about rather than changing like change gets so much press what about unchange unchanging constantness immutability things because that's why it's difficult for those things that i just described is like immutable is constant and it's difficult for us it's, it's difficult to say that something is relatively constant when constant is supposed to be constant it's just stupidity uh like lack of intelligence in this area because people don't use the word unchanging enough or immutable enough most like i said it's mostly most of the press is for change and most of the songs are for change and we're influenced through change and thinking about that word and what it means and like cultures that form and periods of time that are more uh tied in with change or that find change more significant they exemplify change or they amplify change like the 60s amplifies change because it is a culture of the time period rather than like versus a culture that you could find like the russian culture like one that you could find via location like there's cultures per decade and then there's cultures per territory like country um no like 
we don't talk about immutability enough and so because of that we don't have as many images to to really say to ourselves that it exists relatively talk about that constantness can be relative because constantness maybe is just motion and motion is like always relative because everything moves at different rates and uh but like there's so many different ways of being constant like a, a rate uh, any rate can be constant like it could be a constant rate of 40 miles an hour versus a constant rate of two uh miles per second and or or whatever you wanted to use and all every rate that you can describe you can describe it as constant so constant like i don't know is that how you would be able to say that they're all relative it's sort of like that like constantness things are relatively immutable and um like when you put something on the internet now because it ends up in a place where you can like for years and years after as long as you've heard about it you can buy it like now it's all available it speaks to the immutability of content itself or of creations themselves because somebody will make a YouTube video about like famous sculptures from the 8th century and then sculptures that people made live on but sort of are immutable they're like permanently on the internet not that videos can't be taken down it's just that they're more immutable than than they used to be when we lived in a world where things weren't documented as much it's like because all of this shit is recorded there's all this documentation and it's just become things overall just become more permanent but like artifacts works of art become more permanent uh things in history cultures in history become more permanent than they used to be because they're all like available accessible to everybody like they become more immutable through being on the internet a lot of just through documentation increase in documentation and permanence and uh like people's stories themselves like people go on joe rogan and they exchange all these stories with joe rogan like they'll exchange stories for three hours and now all of the stories are like permanently somewhere like i know that they can be removed but like especially if you consider that it gets to the point where we record everything just like the black mirror episode um if if this increases then we start recording everything because it's like more and more everything is recorded and because of that anybody's story or account of things is actually documented and if it is videoed it's like more it's almost permanent and on the internet it's like because it's documented for everybody to see um all of this evidence can come out about it and it's on display and it's just less secretive everything is less secretive and people's stories are just like documented more and um what i'm 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 talking about whatever i'm trying to make a point i didn't really want to get that serious about it but i went into serious world and that's not as fun like oh i'm making a really serious point like I, i'm trying to i'm trying to say something of some amount of like finality but i just am not getting around to it i'm just trying to say that about immutability itself so i'm building it up and uh throwing a lot of just like filler in there i don't, I don't really know like 
my point was going to be that things are um, things are immutable and um, they're kind of constant but like cryptocurrencies they're defined by their immutability and it's kind of like with the emergence of cryptocurrencies is um, companies that it's kind of like the story of a cryptocurrency is not even a story and I'm talking about the enterprise itself or like the community that centers around it like Chase Bank as exists more in the world as far as anybody knows it like popularly people know more about Chase Bank than they do about a cryptocurrency and Chase Bank is like um it's this corporation that they have these mission statements and shit like quotes that they have to put on their walls that are propagandizing towards their company that make their company look good and and advertising and stuff like that and uh, they have like this mission statement and all of their employees are bonded behind some unified mission and it has to do with that this company was started by this guy or this handful of people and with these goals in mind and like and now look what resulted is this major company like as if there's manifest destiny about the company existing and every company acts like this like they're god's gift to earth like the miracle that ensued from the vision that started by this couple of people uh and now look what it's blossomed into clearly this was only divine intervention this is kind of how they act and there's like mission statements and logos and like mottos that are really pro the company um and it's i'm just saying how the the way the companies exist now it's like a this story of their thing it's like it's like this story this narrative but at the point that banks are just cryptocurrencies cryptocurrencies are just programs on computers and have no emotion and it it's just speaks to their um the relative immutability it's the same with like if you allow immutability to increase you kind of lose some human emotion or feeling when everything is made permanent um is something like that but it's just uh a world that's becoming more computerized or more digital or we're all sending ourselves into the virtual worlds that are run or created by computer programs uh computer programs are are more like cryptocurrencies are more immutable than banks they're more unchanging and they're more documented because of the that's what that's like at the root of blockchain blockchain technology is that the blockchain is the chain of transactions and then they're all permanently one giant ledger of all of the transactions that happened but they're permanently stuck in there but like um banks also need a certain permanence it's just that they feed off of like a story or and the story acts as a buffer or a mediator between them and the public so that they are like approachable and personal uh corporations physical like banks that need physical locations that there's a like you they need to draw you to them also rather than that you can sit at your home and interact with a computer program like the the technology or the era that we lived in or have been living in like physical places it benefits them a lot to have this relatable story but like cryptocurrencies are more immutable characteristically i won't like i guess i won't go into all the this is why they're immutable i've, I've probably described it 
uh, I don't need to do that. I'm just saying cryptocurrencies are more immutable and they're also just heartless computers. Additionally, sick, an hour, three minutes. I don't like everything that I said in that hour. I'm thinking back and I'm like, oh, you should have not, you should have been more um, like, uh, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter because those are, those are lies. Those are lies that I'm telling myself. There are a couple of things I said in the beginning that I would have liked to return to maybe, but I sort of forgot, but this, that's fucking, that doesn't matter. Um, good, goodbye now. <laughs>